Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Friday, May 6th, and this is People Every Day. Friday is here, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein. I am so happy to be with you to close out the week. We've got a great show for you with, of course, a special Mother's Day interview that I am very excited about. But first, let's get into what's buzzing around my newsfeed today. Selling Sunset star Chriselle Staus has a new love interest. When Reunion episode moderator and fellow Netflix regular Tan France asked Staus if she was seeing anyone special, she replied, quote, I recently have been spending a lot of time with someone that's very important to me. Their name is G Flip. They're non-binary, so they go by they, them, and they are an extremely talented musician. Chriselle went on to say that she and her new partner had a very strong connection right from the beginning. She said, it started because I was going to be in their video, and it's about this chaotic love story. I come from soaps, I love acting, and with the job that we have, I don't always get to do it. So the new relationship for Staus, of course, comes just five months after her split from her co-star and boss, Jason Oppenheim of the famed Oppenheim Group brokerage firm. I definitely cannot wait to check out everything on the reunion episode, which is out on Netflix today. And as a little, you know, next week preview for you guys, on Monday, we will have Selling Sunset newcomer Chelsea Lascani on the show to talk about her experience, the reunion, and what we can expect for next season. Moving on, Sex and the City alum Kim Cattrall was notably absent during season one of And Just Like That. Fans of the franchise missed Samantha Jones and all her sexy sage wisdom. Absolutely. Who we are in bed is who we are in life. I never met a man who was bad in bed who was good at life. And just for the record, in bed, you are. Don't make me state the obvious. However, Cattrall did have a reunion of her own. Last night, the How I Met Your Father star attended Variety's 2022 Power of Women event with three of her former Sex and the City collaborators, series creator Darren Starr, a legendary costume designer Patricia Field, and Candace Bushnell, who wrote the newspaper column and book on which the series was based. When asked what it meant to her to have her former Sex and the City colleagues join her at the event, Cattrall said, It means absolutely everything. We spent over 25 years of our lives together. After six seasons and two films, Cattrall turned down a script for a never-produced third Sex and the City movie back in 2017, a decision that seems to have ultimately led to her not being invited to join the HBO Max reboot and just like that. But though the actress found out about the reboot on social media, like everyone else, she isn't crying over the situation. She said that much of what was supposed to appear in the scrapped film, including the major plot points of Mr. Big's sudden death and Carrie's mourning period, found their way into the reboot. And she said, quote, the series is basically the third movie. That's how creative it was. Ouch. (laughs) While the series acknowledges that Samantha still exists and hasn't been killed off, it doesn't look like we'll be seeing new storylines featuring our friend Samantha Jones anytime soon. 
But a story that seems like it isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Lawyers from both sides of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial released statements yesterday. And you guys, they are juicy. Time for the latest in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. Court is on a break until May 16th, following Amber's explosive testimony this week. But in the interim, Johnny and Amber's respective camps have released their own statements about what they say happened. And let me tell you, neither side holds back. There's still a lot to talk about. And joining me now to do that is People's Mia McNeese. Hey, Mia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Well, before we dive into all this, just a warning for those listening that we are going to be talking about sexual assault, domestic abuse, and violence. As a quick refresher, Johnny is suing Amber for defamation over a Washington Post op-ed she wrote in 2018 about surviving domestic violence. She never mentioned him by name in the article, but he argues that it ruined his career. So this week, Amber took the stand with her side of the story that had some pretty harrowing details. She said Johnny Depp sexually assaulted her, testified that he gave his underage daughter Lily Rose marijuana, and so much more. So Mia, tell me what Johnny Depp's team said in response to all this in their statement. Yes, right after she testified, his team put out a statement that said, as Mr. Depp's counsel correctly predicted in their opening statement last month, Ms. Heard did deliver the performance of her life in her direct examination. So basically saying her testimony was the best performance she's ever done as an actor. Wow. The statement continued on um, and said, while Ms. Heard's stories have continued to grow new and convenient details, Mr. Depp's recollections have remained exactly the same throughout the six painful years since her first allegations were made. His truth, the truth, is the same no matter the environment in which it has been presented. They concluded the statement by saying the upcoming cross-examination from Mr. Depp's team will be most telling and will certainly highlight the many fallacies Ms. Heard has now attempted to pass off as fact throughout her convoluted testimony. Oof. Well, so Amber's team fired back and they didn't mince words. Yes, Amber's team fired back and said a spokesperson for Amber told people in response, as evidenced by the statement just released, Mr. Depp's defamation claim is falling apart so rapidly that his counsel are turning from prosecutor to persecutor. They then continued that Mr. Depp's story has not changed, if so, since he lost the domestic violence restraining order and he resoundingly lost the libel case in the UK, perhaps he should consider a new strategy rather than the recycled approach of attacking the victim and refusing to take responsibility for his own conduct. Goodness. And uh, th- this one part where they're talking about uh, if, if Mr. Depp was truly innocent, why has he repeatedly apologized to Miss Heard and promised to put the, quote, monster away for good? That's the reference to the monster that she brought up in her testimony of his issues with drugs and how he would turn violent and angry. It's just been so contentious all the way throughout. I just saw this video of her stepping off the stand, and I guess he's walking away from his desk and she sees him and she just like looks like she's paralyzed and can't move and gets so scared and guards have to come between them. But I'm wondering, is it normal for both teams to be releasing statements like this mid-trial? 
Yeah. So the experts that legal experts we've spoken to for our story basically say nothing is normal in this trial. <laughs> so it's it's not normal. Obviously, you know, these are people in the spotlight. They have teams that they're working with and have been dealing with putting out statements throughout this. So no, it's not normal, but perhaps it's more normal for these two in a trial that's been so unpredictable this whole time. Well, the trial returns on May 16th, and we will continue to keep you all updated with more developments that come out. Mia, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Coming up, we sit down for an exclusive with one of my favorite comedians and TV personalities, Sherry Shepard. Sherry shares the latest on her upcoming new show and opens up about what it's like navigating a career in entertainment as a single mom. But first, you know what day it is. We've got some brand new songs coming your way for New Music Friday, right after the break. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. We are back, and it's another New Music Friday on People Every Day. We've picked out new releases from some of the hottest artists out. Well, the first one up is for all you Swifties. Taylor Swift is continuing to re-record some of her songs to remake and own the bulk of her immense catalog after music exec Scooter Braun purchased the rights to her earlier works. Well, the singer took to Instagram earlier today to announce that a new version of her song, This Love, is now available, telling fans, quote, this Love, My Version, is out, and I'm currently reliving the 1989 tour in my head and spiraling. It's fine. <laughs> this love is good, this love is bad, this love is alive, back from the Jack Harlow, who seems to be everywhere right now, just dropped his sophomore album, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, and released his new single called Churchill Downs, which features Canada's favorite rapper. Drake. I put some flavor in the pot and took the bland out. I know my grandpa would have a heart attack if I pulled a hundred grand out. So I'm not gonna pull a hundred grand out. I'm and we saved this one for last. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna's biggest collaboration of 2022 will undoubtedly be co-parenting their soon-to-be newborn baby. But they're also appearing in a music video for ASAP Rocky's new song, DMB. Bad girls wanna have fun. I don't want no goody two-shoes, no none. I ain't no priest. In the video, we see the two of them going on dates, whining and dining at some very swanky restaurants on top of staging a wedding. It's not real. They're not married. <laughs> not that we know of. But now we can at least picture what their wedding could possibly be like, right? 
Mother's Day is right around the corner. And what I love is that on this day, we get to honor all moms, you know, from every walk of life, including stepmoms, godmoms, and single moms. One of my favorite mom categories because I myself am the proud product of a beautiful, hardworking single mom. Well, my guest today is a hilarious comedian and lovely mother who has no problem sharing what it's really like living the single life while raising a teenager. Sherry Shepard is here with me now to talk about that, her plans for Mother's Day, and the scoop on her new daytime talk show, Sherry. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm so good and so excited to have you here. Well, congratulations on Sherry. It's set to premiere this fall on Fox, right? So what was it like when you got the news and what can fans expect? When Debmar Mercury came to me and offered me my own talk show, it was literally like, oh my, like when you win a beauty pageant, ah, <laughs> me, it literally was something that was such a blessing because it's been a dream of mine since I was a little girl to have a talk show and to see that it came through, even though it took a, a period of time for it to come, but I needed to be ready. I wasn't ready when I wanted it. I was ready when the offer was presented to me. So I was ecstatic. It's going to be amazing. How does this fit into mom life? Girl, as soon as I found out the show, I said, the show's going to be called Sherry, right? And they said, yes. I was like, can my son get a job at the show? Okay, now this boy is going to be working and contributing to my household. <laughs> Doing a daytime talk show is such a great thing for me being a single mom because we do it and I'm off by a certain time. That's what I loved about being on The View. I was at all of Jeffrey's plays and extracurricular activities. So I'm looking forward to that again. I just went to his first prom and he's like, you know, I'm moving out in a year. So you better go bring it in and give me a hug because this is it. And I go, where did all my time with my child go? Wait, and 17? He's 17 years old. And so he's been manifesting moving to New York for the last four years. He goes, but I didn't manifest you coming. But hey, mama's always in your manifestation. Don't ever forget it. <laughs> Tell me just a little bit about the challenges when it comes to raising a teen. With boys, it's raising them to be young men, raising them to be, you know, respectful and to be compassionate. Those are the qualities that I, I want and I'm a mother and not taking it personally when they pull away because they want their independence. That's the hardest thing. It's also being a single mom, I have to work. I'm on the road now with Babyface and the R&B singer Kim, 20, 20 cities. And I haven't seen Jeffrey for almost a month. And thankfully he's older, but it's like I told him, if, if mom doesn't work, the whole house of cards fall. I'm hoping that my son will see that I am doing what I love and that he will pursue his passion because he sees that his mom is doing it. And I don't, I try not to take on that guilt. I am doing the best that I can. And I try to make sure when I am home that we have that quality time. I can't speak for him not wanting me in his room, but I go and lay on that bed and watch basketball with him and baseball. I ask a lot of questions, which I found out he does not like. So tell me just a little bit about Jeffrey as a little tiny baby. He struggled as an infant, right? My son was born at 25 weeks. He weighed a pound, 10 ounces, and he literally almost died. He had all kinds of issues, brain bleeds. My husband at the time and I were going to let him go to heaven because I was pregnant with twins and I lost a sister. And like through a miracle, literally at the last minute, Nisi Nash was there. He was not breathing. 
completely not breathing and he had a hole in his intestines and they put him in his little clothes and put him in my arms for him to take his last breath. And literally right before they pulled those tubes, the neonatal intensive care doctor came in and said, that hole in his intestines has completely healed. Niecy Nash fell all over the isolate screaming. They had to get her. And I just cried and he gripped his breathing too. And so I just knew, you know what? God, you got something special for this one. Then I was like, I don't know why you picked me because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Let's talk about mom though. I'm wondering how you're doing in the love department. Girl, you know what I'm doing that I've never done before that all my friends got on me about is dating. Like I've always went with one person and I was like, we got to get married. I can't, I can't be single. But church says I started dating more than one person. I started dating so I could find out about how you have conversation. How do you flirt? How do you walk away without putting all that stuff on it of just having time? I wanted to date to see what it felt like to just somebody take you out and treat you to dinner and you laugh. And then you can say it was great and move on. Yeah. I've been ghosted. What? I have been out with successful men who don't have a lot of time. They're as busy as me. It has really allowed me to really know what I want and just be happy. Not not trying to rush anything. I love that. I challenge women to, if you like somebody, ask them out. Don't wait. Do you know I sent a message to Lenny Kravitz? I was like, you look cute. You keep wearing them daggone leather pants with no shirt on. What are you doing? You dating anybody, Lenny? (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time and happy Mother's Day. Thank you! (laughs) Before I let you go, I again want to shout out all the moms out there who constantly give everything they have to raising their children. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And speaking of giving you everything, (laughs) and I don't mean to jinx this, but maybe if we could, you know, just put it out there, it'll come true. Are the Spice Girls planning a reunion? Melanie Brown, a.k.a. Mel B., maybe better known to some of you as Scary Spice, was honored at a ceremony in Buckingham Palace earlier this week, collecting her MBE, the most excellent order of the British Empire, for services to charitable causes and vulnerable women. While she was there, though, she chatted it up with Prince William. And as Mel B. told The Sun, quote, William told me, I'm so delighted that it's me giving you this. And he asked, will you get the Spice Girls back together? (laughs) Then she replied that she was having dinner with bandmate Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice, that evening. Prince William quipped, oh, good, I'll work on David then. (laughs) Referring to, of course, Victoria's soccer star husband, David Beckham. Mel B's in, okay? We've got support from the royal family. Plus, she previously hinted that the Spice Girls might be hitting the road for reunion tour next year. I am so excited about this. I really, really want this to happen. Get it? (laughs) And I am so happy to hear that the Spice Ladies are still all talking to each other. But, you know, I guess I'm not all that surprised. They are still friends. These are the same women who told us friendship never ends. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. Enjoy some sunshine and we'll see you back here on Monday for a brand new week of People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Madison Lesby, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, and the great team at Pod People. Edited by Morgan Foose and Carter Wogan. 
People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs, with help from Eliza Sessler and Fallon Harge. Executive produced by David Blumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. <laughs>